0: Hello, everyone, welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jr. Mizerak And today, we're back with another interview. It's been a little bit, but we are joined by Jordan Schilling, a high-point volleyball commit recently out of the transfer portal. Jordan, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah, doing well.
0: Well, I want to say thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your day to come on the podcast here and tell us a little bit about your story. Um, but yeah, so as I mentioned, you're you're in the you know college ranks of volleyball. But before we get into that, you know, when did you first start playing the sport of volleyball?
1: So I actually didn't start as young as a lot of people like I know and I played with, like a lot of girls started playing that I played club with or grew up playing club with when they were like seven or eight. I started when I was like twelve, thirteen. My mom told me to try out for my middle school team when I was going to a new school, and I was like Okay, why not, so I went I tried out I made the team and I liked it a lot, so then I got in club and then I moved clubs and I started playing like when I was 12 13 so yeah.
2: So you played for how is it playing for a very successful team um, in high school.
1: It was really cool. So I actually went in as a freshman just to try out. Like, I didn't expect anything. I was like, you know what, we'll see. So I actually, my freshman year, I made varsity, but that was just because of, like, obviously I'm a libero DS now, but I was an outside hitter at the time. But my coach at the time wanted me on the team because of my ball control and just because I've always played at such a high level in the club area. So just keeping me at that same speed so I don't lose my game. And that year we won CIF state and a national championship. So that was really cool. So it was a great way to start high school, but I really enjoyed it because I've always played at the highest level. So being at a high school, that's also at the highest level, competing in championships, playing in finals and like just everything and playing the best teams in high school across the nation is pretty cool. So, yeah
0: kind of going along with that you know was there any like pressure I guess that you would have from being such a highly touted program or even being the fact that you were you know a division one soon to be athlete
1: um for personally I didn't feel pressure but obviously on the program as a whole there was always pressure like being nationally ranked in like the top five or like being number one or two coming out when the season ranking starts. So everybody you play wants to beat you. So it's like you can play like the worst team in your league, but they're going to try so hard to beat you. So like sometimes we'll get those crazy plays or like you'll get a point where it's close and then you just have to like pull ahead because there's just that like pressure of like, oh, you're number one in the country. It's like everybody's after you. But I mean, it also is crazy to be on a team that, is number one in the country and was at one point so but high school I found like a lot of success and I'm actually my name's going to be on the wall one of the walls where they put a bunch of people's names because I was my senior year I was on the CIF southern section first team which was always like a goal of mine to get my name on that wall so it's pretty cool but yeah
2: so what are some of the differences between playing club volleyball and then playing school volleyball
1: So the difference I think between club and high school is just high school is similar to college where you're playing girls like who are older than you, your age, like you're playing with a bunch of different people, some with more experience, some with less, some with kind of a little bit more, but it's also like club, you're playing with the girls your same age. So it's, like, everyone's kind of at the same level. So it was, like, my high school experience, my sophomore year, which was when I actually first started playing libero, we traveled to Assumption, which is a school in Kentucky, and they have some, they had, at the time, some of, like, the top college volleyball players, like, one girl, her name's Anna DeBeer, she's an outside hitter at Louisville, and then Riley Raider's a middle at Ohio State, but when we went and played there, those two girls were there, so, like, just from that you're playing girls at the very very top and like you're also club is cool because you're playing girls who are also going the elite level like that I'm at and like you're gonna play you've played against them so you kind of know them when you get to college like there's a couple girls I knew who played at like TCU and a couple at who play at Oklahoma so like seeing them playing them it's always like oh and Baylor I have so many friends who go to Baylor but it's like just really cool to like go across the net and just like see them. But for me, there's not like a huge difference. I think the biggest difference is just the experience level. Like high school, you're playing so many girls with different variations of experience. Whereas like club, you're at all at the same kind of similar experience, even though some have played a little bit longer than others, but you're still at the same age where you're learning the same things and kind of trying to figure it out before you get to the big stage.
0: Now, whether it's throughout high school or even, like, in your childhood, did you play any other sports other than volleyball?
1: Yes. So, I played probably every sport you could, like, any sport you could think of, like, a kid would play. I played, like, softball, like, t-ball, like, that kind of stuff. I did a little bit of it, like, not super competitively, but I did that. Um, I did – I swam. I did gymnastics. I played tennis. I played basketball. And the biggest thing I played was soccer. So when I was three years old, I played soccer from when I was like around three until I was 13. And I got to the point where I was playing ball. I was on two club soccer teams because I was playing on the top team and the like team that wasn't like that was basically like them, but not. So they had me going back and forth and I was playing club volleyball and I was playing on a middle school basketball team all at the same time. So I got to the point where I had decide like what I wanted to do. And like soccer, I actually was at the point where I was about to make the U.S. national t- development team for my age group. And I was like, this isn't for me. I don't feel like I'm getting any better. So I quit playing soccer. I still played my middle school sports because they were like the school sports everyone played. But then I just focused on volleyball. I was like, this is what I want to do. So, yeah.
0: Um, I guess if it wasn't volleyball, would it have been soccer that you chose to play or would it have been yeah. a different sport?
1: Soccer. Probably. If my mom never made me try out in middle school, I probably would be a Division One soccer player now. But yeah.
2: So how do you train your reactions to become a libero?
1: In all honesty, a lot of it's kind of like. It's hard to explain because there's a lot of different things you can do. Like I know people, they do like work with tennis balls. So you'll be like standing in position, they'll throw it like to your left, your right, and you'll have to catch it, which is nice, but it'll go fast. Or sometimes they'll throw two balls at you at once and you have to catch both of them. But reaction wise, honestly, like I do a lot of stuff when I train myself, when I'm at the gym at home, which I actually just showered from because I was just training But like I'll have my coach will stand near and I'll just like stand and then they'll fire the ball at me just so it's like I'm used to how fast it's coming. Or there's like a wall and they'll be behind me and they'll hit it off the wall and I have to be ready. But otherwise reactions are kind of just like, I mean, me personally, a lot of what I picked up is from playing like all these other sports, especially soccer, like which allowed me to be fast and be able to read the ball better, which a big thing as a libero, like, reactions are huge but the biggest thing is you have to be able to read read the hitters and read the game really well because you control the first contact which is one of the most important things
0: outside of reactions i mean volleyball is not necessarily a contact sport you're split up on other sides of the net so like what does practice look like is a lot of playing other people on your team is it weight room what's that look like
1: so it's like at West Virginia we did almost every day before practice unless it was sometimes like the day before the game we would have weights around like I believe at like 230 we'd lift do like a lit a 30 minute lift to like prepare for practice and we'd go in the gym change get ready and we did like we had like our two minutes where we'd meet at the board and and then we would have like two minutes and then we'd step on the court. We'd pick our like, we'd have a word every day for practice to focus on. And at the end of practice, we would obviously come back and rate the word. But we started off with a drill. Towards the end of the season, we started off, we did like four level, which is like you'll from zero to five, you'll, the, you can only set the ball and you're trying to score. And then whoever gets to five, then you switch where it's like pass set and then you tip it over. And then, after you, when someone gets to from 10 to 15, you'll do pass set, roll shot. And then from 15 on, you just compete and go hard. So that's kind of the drill, like we end up towards the end, like liking as our warm-up. But a lot of practice, you'll do, you'll work on little like technical skills, like we'd split up onto two courts sometime. And like liberos and DSs, like we'd go and we'd work on like serve, receive, or we'd do defense or out of system setting while hitters were on the other court working on like shots like their shots and then they do blocking and stuff like that but also like so then we'll all come back together we'll do serve receive and then we'll do different drills where um like our coaches will like hit the ball and we just have to play it out onto the other side but it has to be like clean solid kills I forget some of the names of them but um then we do this drill it's called it's just rotation so you go through you do like you have a side and b side and a sides like going through every single rotation you get 10 balls per rotation and then after that there'll be some drill where it's like um mountaineer 24 or there's I forget what the other one's called high six and just like a big drill where it's like different variations of just competing and playing six on six But I know at my new school, they do it where it's like you lift two to three at high point. The coach is telling me you lift two to three times a week for about like during season and during practice. It's like there's three courts. So you'll split up and you'll be like defensive specialists and liberos, middles and like setters and then pins on the other court. And you'll do a lot of breaking that kind of stuff down for like the beginning, like for like the first hour. And then you'll take the two side nets down and you'll just stay on the middle court. And he said, we do like, you'll do serve receive. And then he'll just have different variations of where you'll go through rotations and you'll just do different six on six drills, or you'll just play, which is, I mean, I don't know the drills yet. Cause I'm not there, but I'm really looking forward to it. But during season you're trying to like do everything where it's like breaking things down a little bit, but then like, you want to play because you need to, get that like practice playing live against each other and I know in the spring is where you get really technical you break things down you do more lifting more conditioning just to make sure you're in game shape and then you'll travel and play like local schools just to like get some playing in but yeah
0: so you know you mentioned you started out this semester this past semester you played at West Virginia you made the transition to high point but you know before we get into what led you to high point what is it like being in the transfer portal? I mean, it's been such a big talk <laughs> for like two years. So, can you describe that process to me?
1: Well, right when I walked out of my like end of the year meeting, where it's like we went over things, and then we had like a discussion. Like I was like, I think it's best for me to transfer, just so I can kind of get more of what I was looking for that I didn't get, because obviously I was I entered the portal for a reason. But it was really easy process to go in. I went to compliance. I I filled out a form. I gave them my information. I watched a video. And then I was in the portal. And from that moment on, like, just schools, so many schools were contacting me, whether it was from where, like, California, where I was at at home, like, schools in Power 5 conferences or, like, mid-major schools, like High Point, like, that were contacting me. And I just, it was really stressful. But I think the biggest thing for me why I was really scared was I was like, what if I go into this portal and I don't go anywhere? And for me, it was like knowing I was like, no, I know I'm good enough. I know like I used all my assets, like my club coaches, my high school coaches, they all helped me with the process, which made it a lot easier. But I think for me, it was like I really had to take a step back and be like, I need I need to make my decision quick. But I need to make the right decision when it was coming, had to come to academics, athletics, like where the location. And I think for me, a big thing where why I, at first I was leaving West Virginia was I need to go somewhere near home. But I discovered that wasn't what I needed. I needed to be at a school that felt like home where I was really getting what I wanted and I was loving where I was at. And I think, I mean, I personally, like my freshman sem- first semester, I know it's not going to be perfect, but I just had so many obstacles I had to overcome, which made me also feel like, okay, I need this fresh start. So, but the portal is just, schools will contact you, you can contact schools, you'll, um, for me, I actually came back from a visit last weekend, I was at visiting High Point to be like, okay this is the school, or this is not the school, so go and visit, like, the amount of time, it's actually a funny story, but I literally, November 28th was when the portal opens, and you can enter the portal, so I was on the phone, like, with coaches, like, that day, like, coaches contact me, and I got on the phone, and I was just, like, oh, my gosh, like, I need to be at a new school like I need to know by the end of December so it's literally December 2nd and I get a text like from my iPhone provider saying my gigabytes for the month are almost already used and it had been two days and I was like oh my gosh and I was just laughing I called my mom I was like hey mom sorry if I go over this month I was on the phone for like what eight hours today so but I mean for me it was just like I knew I needed to take my time and pick the right school because I think with COVID it allowed me to have a recruiting process that I never really got to have because it was hard to go on visits it was hard for schools to see you and it just made like why I liked West Virginia originally was they they wanted me from the very beginning so it was like it felt like a home but then things happened so yeah
2: so what Obviously you got um called by a lot of schools. What made High Point feel like home to you?
1: They actually contacted me the very first day I entered the portal and I was like, this school is like I didn't really know the like the head coach called me directly and I was just like I didn't realize he was the head coach till after I had looked him up like on on the um like their website to like because I saw it on the emails like is this like right like he called me he talked to me he was very direct when I asked him questions like in regards to like money like the, or like where where does he see me like does he see me filling the role of like the libero like very direct questions he was able to answer it on that first call and I still think the relationship I had with him I literally called my mom right after that call and I was like I really like this school like I like the coach, She's very direct, I'm getting the communication I wanted, and uh, she's like, I don't know, it's really far, she looked at it, I mean, they have a brand new facility, like, or pretty new facilities for my major, because I'm majoring in exercise science, and like, kind of, I believe it's like a minor in athletic training, because I want to be a physical therapist, or an athletic trainer, something in the sports medicine field, and um, they have beautiful, like, they're just really nice and they put a lot of money into it so it's like but like after looking more into the school it was more about like the people there put a lot they care about you a lot as a student and even as an athlete like the staff all the people I talk to like they really care about you and I think that's really what I needed because going to power five school it's like yeah they care about you but there's so many details they have to worry about constantly And I think for me, like my biggest mistake was I have to go power five. I have to like be in the top conference playing against the top thing when it's like, I'm going to be going to a school that one wins their conference almost every year. So I'm going to be winning conference championships, but also with that, you go to the tournament and ultimately like, that's my goal is to just make the NCAA tournament. So, yeah.
0: You you talk about those goals. I mean, team wise, you just kind of listed them off, but, what do you have individually? What goals do you have for yourself at your new school?
1: Um, For me, well, it's not just like a new thing that I do, but I always try to get 1% better every day. Whether it's something I've been struggling with and I try and just work on it more during practice, I'm like, okay, I'm getting better because I'm getting reps somewhere where I might not be as confident at, which makes it less strong. Because for me, like I personally, I've, I've been getting a lot better just these past few days because I've been training it. Like, passing, I'm not as strong on my right side of my body because I played at clubs and high schools where they wanted everything off your left. So just balls that come to my right. I'm not bad off my right, but I'm just not as confident. So just going in with, like, I'm a good passer. Like, I'm a libero. I'm a defensive specialist. That's my job. Like, I can do it. So just, like, going and doing it, I'm like, okay, like, just getting reps and reps and reps helps a lot. So my goal is obviously always to get better in areas where I struggle confidence wise and just needs more of that like strength, but just always 1% better every single day, because I mean, I think another goal for me is just to always stay positive because I do care a lot about the sport and like how my, t- my teammates success. And it's just like, for me, I can get super hard on myself if I make one mistake because like, I know the level I'm at. And if I mess up, I'm like, Oh, well, like what, I'm more surprised than I am. Like, Oh, I messed up. Like, what the heck am I doing I mess up and I'm like I should not be making that mistake and then I like mentally track back on that play and I'm just like think of every little detail I can do to make better make it better which does help me because like it helps me work really hard and I think with me is like everywhere I've been like you're not gonna like I'm you're not gonna question how hard I'm gonna work because I'm going to try new things, like what a coach is telling me. I think that's also a thing you need to work on. If a coach is telling me to do something, I just need to try and do it as much as it might feel uncomfortable. Like just understanding the uncomfortable will soon be comfortable if you continue to work on it. So, yeah.
0: You know, you said one of your goals, along with winning like conference championships, making it to the NCAA tournament. I'm just curious. I know there was a little bit, of commotion behind the fact there was no libero on the uh, NCAA tournament team do you have any opinion
1: yeah okay that's actually a good question I do have a really good opinion about that because for me it like seeing that is just like all those players are amazing that were on that team not any like not any single one of them didn't deserve to be there but it's like Zoe Fleck is definitely, like, if not the best, but one of the best liberos in the country. And same with Elena Scott from Louisville. So just seeing that, I was like, there's no way not a single one of these players was on that team. It's just, like, knowing how hard, like, Zoe Fleck, obviously that was her last year, how hard she worked to win, finally win a national championship. But then it's like, she's not even up there but also like the ds for texas emma halter which is actually one of my friends like she's also phenomenal too so it's like all those girls are playing in that game but none of them were on that team but it's really fr like it's not frustrating for me because obviously i wasn't there but it's like it's like really hard to see because that's one of like a hitter can't put the ball away if it doesn't start with the libero getting a good pass or a good dig and especially because if it isn't a good digger, it isn't a good pass. The setter is going to be in trouble so they can't even distribute the ball. So I think just seeing that, it's just like me. Why also like playing is like understanding you probably have one of the most important contacts. Like everything starts with what you're doing. So it's just like seeing like a great like Zoe Fleck. I mean, she should have like easily been on that team. Like, She dug so many balls. She passed well. She was everywhere in that game. And, like, watching it, she played her hardest and she helped her team, like, win. But it's, like, if she wasn't there, it's, like, it makes it a lot harder. (laughs) I mean, seeing that is just, like, so frustrating because it's, like, that is, like, liberos are the most, like, underrated position. We don't get the, oh, wow, what a great kill. Or it's, like, you don't get the attention or, like, the affection from, like, people watching. They're just, like, oh, that's a pretty good pass. But then that girl puts the ball away and they're just like, oh, my gosh, like you forget about what happens before that. But it's like the only time you'll see like a libero get any recognition if they make this like crazy dig or this crazy save. But it's just like that's even that's really hard to do. But it's like even just having digging the ball is hard. Like the ball's coming like 70 miles per hour at you sometimes and you're just like have to just pop it up. But like people don't really realize that because they're just like, oh, they're just passing the ball. Like, OK, whatever. But no, that's just I was telling my mom about it because my friend actually sorry if I'm talking a lot. But my friend posted on her like the story, like all these girls are phenomenal, but liberos deserve credit. And I saw that and I'm just like, got to know, like a hitter understands that. So but that was really like weird to see because you would expect at least one of them to be on it. And, I mean, even the fact there was only one – I believe there was only one setter on the team, and the rest were all just middles and hitters and stuff. So it's was just like, all right, cool. But...
2: So what, what do you think has been your favorite memory playing volleyball so far?
1: I mean, for me personally, nothing is going to be, like, winning a national championship my freshman year of high school. But – Like, my favorite memory, honestly, but from playing volleyball is just meeting so many different people. Like, especially club. Like, when you travel to tournaments, you'd meet so many different girls just playing against them. Like, just talking with them and, like, seeing where they commit to schools. But it's just, like, some of my, like, really close friends, like, I built a relationship with playing against them in club. But obviously, like, my... Another really one of my favorite memories was my 18th season. So 17th year, I left and I went back. I went and played at Coast Volleyball Club, which is in San Diego. But 18th year, I went back to Mizuno Long Beach, which is where I'd played club since I was 13. And it was Salt Lake City. We were we made it to the championships and we were playing Coast. We I believe we won the first set. We lost the second set and we beat them 15-13 in the third set, and I was just, like, so, like, it's obviously really, like, that was just a, like, cool feeling to just beat my, the team I just came from on the last, like, championship point to win, like, a gold medal and get a bid to nationals, but also, I think, like, my club team, we finished fifth in the nation almost every year, so I think that's also really cool, and we're playing in the top division, which is, like, even making it to a quarterfinals really difficult so I mean I think that's I and obviously like committing to play division one volleyball is a great memory because that was my ultimate goal from when I first started playing the sport
0: now you mentioned you know you want to get into sports medicine and what what led to that decision is there a driving factor behind that
1: yeah so there actually is there's actually really it's not i can make it shorter but it's a pretty long-ish story so i went to modern day high school as you guys know it's a pretty like big school a lot of different programs that you can be a part of whether it's sports clubs theater like dance like all those kinds of things So my junior year of high school like I was I was always in the athletic training room whether I was getting taped or icing or treatment or whatever so I was like really interested in like learning how to tape an ankle or like learning how to do certain things so I talked to one of our athletic trainers and she was like well you're always in here if you ever need like if you ever want to start helping out you can I was like and I came to her one day I was like I'd love to so I actually started work helping out I learned how to tape an ankle and less than in one day because they needed help and there wasn't a lot of people that were there who knew how to do it I learned how to take tape an ankle I got CPR certified so I helped with football which is like our football team at, in high school is insane like they're always number one or number two in the nation and um so I started helping with them so I'd get a lot of taping I'd tape wrists ankles thumbs fingers like literally anything you can name and So my senior year, I helped with them all the time and I was doing that like I would have volleyball practice from either like 2.30 to 4.30 or 3.00 to 5.00 right after that, go change into like a sweatshirt, leggings, put my tennis shoes on, go grab my training belt and I'd walk onto the field and I'd help them. But from there, like I always knew, like I always actually wanted to be working with athletes. So at first I wanted to be an entertainment lawyer so I can represent athletes and all that kind of stuff but then I was like I liked this hands-on factor like working with them doing this so my goal is either I want to be a physical therapist like I want to get a doctorate in that but then I also want to be be, do athletic training school so I can be both so it's like I can go work on like work with like an NFL team or something but I'm an athletic trainer and I'm a physical therapist so I cover both which I think is unique because there are people who do it but it's also really hard doing both but I think for me it's like I'm so fascinated by the recovery process like injury prevention because for me as an athlete like I like to learn all that because I wanted to take care of know how to take care of my own body but a cool thing is my senior year I worked with the football team and we I actually have a ring from it but they ended up winning a national championship and it was cool because like they came after like they were funny they're like well, thank you guys for your help because we couldn't have done it without you guys. But it's also like just knowing like that part of it, like taping them, helping them get ice, like helping them recover, stretch, all that plays a big part of it. And just understanding like, especially with what just happened to the player from the Bills, it's like that job is important because you can actually save lives. And it's like he kind of basically died on the field twice and people were able to save him. So, I mean, that's also like understanding, like you have that power, like not like, uh, oh, you can kill somebody, but it's just like you have the power to actually really help somebody, which I think for me as a person, I'm always looking to help other people out, like asking if they need anything or like just seeing like, oh, do you need to talk like you're having a bad day? Like I always want to help people. So I think for me, is like that's putting me in a position where I can't help a lot of people. So, Yeah. But that's kind of where I got it from. I mean, I'm very grateful for it because if I wasn't able to help in that athletic training room, I'd probably be in pre-law right now, which I am grateful for because that is not something you want to be in. But (laughs) yeah.
2: So how as a student athlete do you balance um, both athletics and academics?
1: I think the biggest thing is staying organized. You have to have a plan. You have to like, especially like high school taught me this a lot, but it's like you're traveling a lot you're going different places, you're very busy, you need to have like a planner or like on even on your iPhone in the Remind app telling you like, oh, this is when, which was nice when we had, um, for high school we used Canvas, which is like, I don't know if you've heard of it, but that's like what we used academically. So you can hit the to-do list and you could see what was due each day. So I'd have like a separate planner and I'd write the due date in, but not only that and be like, I'd work on assignments. So say an assignment was due, Wednesday, and we'd got it on Monday in class. I'd work on it during class a little bit at the end of the time we had it to work on it, but then I'd work on it that night. And if I didn't finish it, I'd carry it over the next day. Then I'd read over it on Wednesday, then I'd submit it. But just like you need to have a plan, whether like a plan with everything, I think the biggest thing like an athlete can have is like on my phone, I have like this I forget what the app's called, but it's like a to do list app. So I'll, like, put in from the day, like, make breakfast, workout, eat, and I, like, top it, checks it off, and, like, I kind of know where I'm at for the day, and if I miss something, I'm like, shoot, I need to do it, but I think if you're not organized, you're not going to make it. It's really hard. It's being, when you get to college, being an athlete is, like, your job, and you're also a student because you're studying to get your degree. So I think, like, we're obviously – student is the biggest part in, ath- like, student-athlete. Like, that is, like – you're not going to school just to play volleyball. You're going to school to further your education. At least that's what I believe, which I think my new school is a perfect fit because they do promote education, like, a lot. And it's just, like, not even that, but they promote, like, uh life school life skills. Like, they have a whole building dedicated to, like, basically helping you, like, make resumes prepare for um like meetings or like interviews and all that kind of stuff and they have different simulation rooms which I think is really neat because that is something like I know West Virginia doesn't really have that But just like that also helps you because if you don't have those skills it also is hard to get a job but balance organization is like for me the biggest thing Because I remember times where I wouldn't be organized or I wouldn't be on top of my schedule and I'd fall behind and that'd make it really hard. Because once you fall behind, you stay behind because you keep getting more work. You practices are not gonna go away until you're out of season. But even that, you still train in the off season. So yeah, organization for sure.
0: Who would you say are whether it's volleyball and athletics or if it's just life in general, who would you say are some of your role models?
1: I think my biggest role model I mean I've had a ton of coaches but um, I think all in all my biggest role model is my mom just because like a lot of the habits I've had to train better or work on she's always been there to help me with like my mom is a very organized person so like things she does I saw and like oh this could work for myself even that like she also always pushes me like she's always on top of her stuff. Like she's like kind of how I want to be when I'm older, like being able to run a whole household yet also have like work a job and do all these, be there for all these activities and be there to support me. And I think another thing is like my mom also played division one volleyball at the university of Montana. So I think just like, she always gives a lot of good advice to me. So it's just, there's always like, some everything she tells me, I listen to because she, one, does have a lot of knowledge because she is my mom, but she also did a lot of what I did. So it's just like that's definitely why she's kind of my role model because she's very similar to what I'm going through now. So it's really easy to look up to her and be like, that's how I want to be. Like, I want to be in the Hall of Fame at my school. I want to break records. I want to like do things like that. And yet alone, like, I want to be able to. Have the family like she has, and be able to take care of everyone, and have a job, and even like my grandma. She lives with us too, and just like having all of us be able to be together and still be able to like spend time with us is big. But another role model of mine, I would say, is also like my dad. Like my parents are obviously my role models because I learn a lot and I take after them a lot. But just from my dad's aspect is like. Him role It's not like my mom, where it's like, organize this, organize that. But just knowing like I can relax and I can have fun and kind of enjoying the moment is where like my dad does that a lot. So I kind of will sit back. Sometimes I'm very te- tense and I'll be like, oh, my dad would be probably sitting, like thinking, my dad would probably be telling me, just relax, have fun, like enjoy what you're doing because it's not going to last forever. And kind of, I also, because my parents were divorced at a younger age, so also my stepdad, just the aspect of discipline and hard work, he's constantly working to provide for all of us. And he's also like, we'll come in, he'll look at my room, he'll be like, your room's not clean. So I'll be like, okay, well, now I need to go clean my room. So he's also motivating in a way, or he'll like, give me certain responsibilities around the house that help me be able to one, help out, but also like, because I'm not doing anything right now, gives me something to be like, okay, I need to... Wake up at 710 in the morning. I need to feed the dog at 7.15. Like gives me kind of like a routine that I'm used to. And I think going back to one of your other your question of like balancing the student athlete part is you need to have a routine. And if you don't have a routine, that does make it hard because you need to be like, you need to wake up at a certain time. You need to, you need to fuel your body. You need to work on homework, listen to music if it helps, like stretch. I think stretching is a big thing for me that I've learned or just, like, going out throughout, going to your classes, then doing whatever you need to do before practice to prepare for it, but the organization routine, just going back to that, because I remembered, but volleyball-wise, if it was, like, a role model, I would have to say, like, watching, watching, like, liberos in college and all this, like, Morgan Hence is really cool to watch, she's, like, I wouldn't say she's my role model, but more, like, an inspiration, like, seeing how she plays or goes after the ball or passes the ball certain way I'm like okay that's how I want to be let's train to be similar to that I mean I'm not going to be a Morgan Hens because she's just insane but it's like I can see something she's doing I could pick up off of it but also probably my head coach at my high school he was very like he was a very fun coach but he also taught me a lot in ways of like how to play volleyball but also have fun at the same time which is something I needed and he also allowed me to develop to the level where I was like player of the year for certain things and I was going to go play in college so yeah but mainly my mom my dad my stepdad like my parents I look up to them a lot and I want to carry habits they have into my life because they do a really good job at what they all do. So just knowing like I'm coming from good people and I want to be like that when I am older.
2: So obviously you don't have a lot of free time, but if you have any time, what, what exactly do you do as like a hobby or just something to do for fun?
1: I mean, okay, so it's kind of funny because even when I have free time, I'll choose to like book a lesson and I'll go train. But like I used to actually in the gym I train at, I used to always go in and I wouldn't train, but I would always be in there helping get a community service. I think at my high school, I did do a lot of community service type stuff. And that was where I got most of my hours was working volleyball camps and clinics. So that's fun. But I'm also a very big skier. I've skied since I was seven. And my family, we just last week, every year we go the day after Christmas, we go up to Utah and we go skiing. But I left early to go on my visit this year. So it sucked because I only got to ski like one day. But that's really fun. I do like to listen to music. Like I got new headphones. My dad got me the Apple like over the ear headphones for Christmas, which I was like so excited about because I was like, I can finally wear nice, comfortable headphones like on a plane without like me having to take, my, take it out and like clean my ears or like clean them off. But I like listening to music. I also do like making new playlists. one thing I do like doing is I like baking. It's like cookies, cupcakes, whatever. I mean, it's fun because I don't always like eat treats or like all that kind of stuff. So it's like, oh, I have time. Like I can make something like fun, but also like kind of healthier because like eating well is a big thing as an athlete because you want to put the right things in your body. But like, yeah, I like drawing. That's something I mean. I don't, it's hard because my life is uh, consists a lot of volleyball, so it's, like, thinking of, like, what are things I like to do outside of it, but I do actually like to read. Reading is a big thing I picked up on. I stopped reading for a while, and then I started reading again. I was, like, it's a good thing with your brain, too. It helps a lot, but also just, like, getting a good book, sitting outside on, like, a nice day and reading it. It also gets you off your electronics, which obviously that nowadays it's everyone you're on your phones iPads computers all the time but I do like to sleep because I'm always on the go so it's like even getting like a 30-minute nap in or just laying in bed resting is nice too
0: yeah one last question here for you I think you've kind of been doing it throughout the whole interview but Mm -hmm. you could give one piece of advice to you know younger athletes looking to you know take that next step what would you tell
1: them I would probably tell them whatever like your dreams can come true which I think is dreams can come true but in order to achieve those dreams you have to work really hard you have to put a lot into what you want and like it's all possible so you yourself control your destiny and you can make it possible which I at one point thought in my life there's no way I can plan college like nobody's gonna want me but it's like I worked hard every single day, and I made my dreams come reality, and I think that's a big thing as little kids. It's like you can dream as big as you want, and you can do your best and work as hard as you can to make it come true, and I think hard work and dedication does come a long way, so yeah.
0: All right. Well, I just want to say, you know, once again, thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your day and sitting down with us and getting to hear your story.
1: Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for having me. I do. It's pretty cool to share my story because it's not often you get to just tell everyone about your entire journey. So when you asked me, I was like, cool, perfect. Should be fun. But yeah.
0: Right. Well, um, Ethan, unless I'm forgetting anything, you want to hit us with the outro?
2: Sure. So for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm JR Miserek. we are signing off.